0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What happens when a narcissist realizes you cannot be controlled? You refuse to longer be controlled by that person because I need to ask you, did the person you're with, did he make you feel like he was in control over you? A lot of narcissists will make you feel like you don't have an option, don't have a choice, don't have an opinion, don't have a concept of what is actually possible or what you can do. Maybe he was in control of where you went, how long you went there, who you were with, What happened? How much money you spend? Were you allowed to spend money? There's so many different aspects that narcissists try to control the other person. Typically, it is because narcissists actually love control. Now, it's not always just control for control's sake, even though a lot of times a narcissist loves that for a sense of superiority, a sense of dominance. If you guys are new here, the reason why I'm speaking this way and talking about this is because I am a narcissist. I know how a narcissist thinks. I've been there and I've walked through the same pattern of, hey, this pattern is controlling and ultimately ends up being abusive. Now, what I'm trying to do is bring awareness to people to help them understand the thought process so they don't get with someone like me. So they don't get with someone who is abusive and controlling and manipulative. A lot of times narcissists are looking to have control over another person for that dominance, for that power imbalance, to prove to themselves that they're better than the other person. Sometimes that control piece goes back to the mask and the things that they're trying to hide, the guilt, the shame, the things that are underneath the surface that they don't want to be accountable for, that they don't want to be responsible for. So as a result, they're going to try to control and manipulate to be able to push you down and to be able to elevate them. Oftentimes this is helping support a false ego, a sense of ego that they're not really sure is there, a low self-esteem, different pieces that they're trying to hide, that we're trying to run from. And as a result, they have a mask and they want to show one version when that's not actually the truth. And so they try to control you to make sure you only see that version or that you support that version. You might have had this where he always wants to be in charge. It makes you feel like you're just an appliance. It makes you feel like you're just a convenience. You're just someone in his life to serve him. A lot of times this is where we get the concept of marital coercion, where one person is being forced to do something for the other person through guilt-tripping, through emotional manipulation, through all different types of things, to get them to a place of saying, hey, you actually exist to serve me. When you're left in this, you start losing who you are. The person you once were, the person you originally were before you got with a narcissist, that person, you don't really recognize in the mirror anymore. You will really recognize in how you're showing up, how you're engaging, and it feels like you might have lost yourself. You might have been at the place where you've tried to get free multiple times. You've tried to get away multiple times, and you're not sure how. You're not sure what's going on. And there's a switch that happens when people start to access who they actually are, and they start to move to a place of refusing to be controlled by the toxic person. They refuse to be controlled by their manipulation, by their gaslighting, by all the different things, the tools and the games that they're doing to control that person. So what happens when that actually happens? Oftentimes, we want to talk about the narcissist response. When they actually see you take a stand for yourself, typically one of the first things is they're going to attack you. They're going to run after you as far as trying to bring you down. Oftentimes it's going to look like anger, like rage, like passive aggressive comments to try to be able to cut you down, to bring you back down to size. Because a narcissist is the one that's in control, right? They're the one that's over you and you just buck up against their system, their rules, their laws that they have put on you. In that moment, it's like, I got to get you down. I got to get you back into the box that you're supposed to be in order to serve me. And so a narcissist will try to push you back down. They'll attack you, they'll bring out anger, they'll try to deflect different conversations and different things that you're putting out there to bring you back down. You see, the power imbalance is what oftentimes a narcissist is trying to make sure is still there, whether that's real or whether that's perceived, or where the narcissist wants to think they're in charge of you and continue to push you down lower and lower. We see this time and time when you've been in a relationship with a narcissist and you've been the primary breadwinner and all of a sudden you're feeling like an awful person because they're pushing you down because they feel invalidated of like the money you make versus the person they are versus how they're actually showing up in the relationship. So they're like, let me beat you down. So when you try to take a stand, when you try to say like, hey, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I'm not going to put up with this anymore. First up is let me squash that. Let me push you down. Did you feel that way? Did you feel like you tried to have a boundary and it was constantly broken? You might feel in this moment like you don't even know what boundaries are because every time you tried to use one or put one out there, it's gotten completely obliterated and blown through. A lot of times the will respond in anger. A lot of times the narcissist will also look like The victim. When you refuse to be controlled and you start setting up boundaries, those boundaries all all of a sudden become these giant limits, these giant shackles that's controlling the narcissist, that's keeping them stuck. And a narcissist will use that. He'll say to you, like, you're limiting me. Like, I can't believe you're trying to control me. I can't believe this is what you're doing. Are you serious right now? This is what you're doing. They'll try to break you down by showing you, hey, you're controlling me. Now you're being abusive. I don't feel emotionally safe around you. And all of a sudden, your words start to fly back at yourself. It's like talking to a mirror because you're saying one thing and you're getting that reflected back. I don't feel safe in the relationship. Well, I don't feel safe in the relationship. And all of a sudden, it's like, how do you even have a conversation? Because no one is seeing the other side. The narcissist is unwilling to see your perspective, which is why a lot of narcissists have empathy. They just refuse to show it because they're unwilling to acknowledge or identify with the feelings Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You'll see a narcissist oftentimes come back at you and be like, you changed. Like, I don't know why you're distant now. I don't know why you're setting up this stuff. I don't know why you've changed so much that you won't let me into your life. Like, there's so many aspects that are gonna try to blame on you. He might've blamed you for changing and for not being the person that he fell in love with. You're no longer attractive. You're no longer caring. You're no longer kind to me. You no longer give me what I want. It's really what the words are saying. But they're going to hide it in a different way. They're going to shroud it in different things to make it seem more acceptable. So a lot of times they'll attack. They'll be the victim. They'll try to say that you're hurting them. And then also flip it around and they'll be extremely loving. Like it'll act like all the things that you ever wanted all of a sudden are there. The loving, caring husband that you've been looking for that's been disengaged from the kids for years, all of a sudden wants to spend so much time with them. All of a sudden wants to go on trips. All of a sudden wants to engage. And you're like, is this what it took? Like I had to threaten like leaving. I had to threaten like, hey, like you can't control me anymore. Like I had to push back with boundaries and all of a sudden you're loving and kind. And it seems like they care. And at that point, they're going to do whatever it takes to become the dad of the year, to become the best person ever and it starts to make you feel like maybe i was just making half of it up but the problem is when it doesn't work rinse and repeat over and over and over again sometimes you give a narcissist a little bit of time and what you'll see is this immense amount of love and when it doesn't fix it like that instantly it's right back to the same thing anger rage frustration can't believe you're doing this to me let me be here for you you're not fixed and it's like five minutes, ah, and it goes right back in. Because narcissists are really impatient. And they move past the feelings like that because they don't care. Because they don't really bother themselves with your feelings, your emotions. So when you have those feelings and emotions and they're trying to create space whenever they're being loving and it doesn't fix it instantly, then it gets really frustrating. Of like, okay, I have to get back to just putting her down, getting her to the place where she knows that I'm in control, continue to move forward. So there's a couple different ways that that happens. They'll go back and forth, attacking, being the victim, being loving, and then rinse and repeat over and over and over again. You'll see this oscillate sometimes within days, within weeks, within hours. Because the idea is like, put you into submission. Make sure that you're underneath. When you're responding to the narcissist, I can't stress enough to be safe about it. If you're dealing with a narcissist, a sociopath, a psychopath, like there's a sense of entitlement that oftentimes can lead to a place in high rage of being physically abusive to you. Know their tendencies. Know what you've seen in the past. Know how they've responded. Physical violence is not just them laying their hands on you. It is what is happening around you. The things that got thrown into the wall beside you, the picture that got smashed, the holes that are in the wall, the doors that got kicked in, all those things are still physical violence, which means you're the next step. You're the next progression in that violence. So please be safe. When you're communicating boundaries, when you're communicating pieces that you need to communicate on refusing to be controlled, you have to be calm, you have to be assertive, and you have to deal with just the logic. Don't deal with the emotions. Don't deal with anything else. Just the logic. Emotions they don't care about. It's not going to matter. Move back. Get a safe distance between that person because they might spiral out. The reason why we talk about boundaries so much is you need boundaries for you because the boundaries are to help you protect yourself from the limit of the shit that you're going to take. The reason why a lot of times boundaries don't seem to work in relationships is because a narcissist accelerates that progression so fast. You give a regular person a boundary and they listen to it and you're like, sweet, we're all good. You give a narcissist boundary and he breaks that and you're like, okay, here's another boundary. He breaks that, here's another boundary. He breaks that, here's another boundary. And all of a sudden you realize your boundaries don't mean anything because they keep breaking it. This is why so many people go no contact because the person that's in their life doesn't respect them enough to actually respond to the boundaries that they have for themselves. That limit to reduced to no contact shows that the other person doesn't respect you, that they don't care. The hard thing to realize is oftentimes it will get worse before it gets better. When you go through this aspect of refusing to be controlled, the controlling and the aspect that was there was awful. It's going to seem worse for a period of time as you get out of the abuse, as you get out of breaking free from the trauma bond. Because you're battling then your mind, your emotion, the stuff that's inside that's pulling you back to that person and you're battling them. It is very difficult to work through, but you can work through it. Just remember that narcissists oftentimes is going to attack, devalue, discard, and repeat the circle over and over and over again. If you're struggling with this today and you identify with some of the things I'm saying, some of the things that you're noticing, one, follow, hit subscribe so you can get notified when we drop more videos. And then two, go to escapetoxicity.com right now. Click on the link down below. Just type in escapetoxicity.com to start your process in healing and actually getting to the place of getting clarity of knowing what's actually going on. Is he a narcissist? Did I have reactive abuse or am I the toxic one? How does that actually match up? Start finding some of those answers today.